This story has been recorded at an Addictive Eaters Anonymous meeting in New Zealand. You can email us at contact at aeanz.org. Tonight is the first Friday of the month and we have a um, speaker and tonight's speaker is Carla. Hi everyone, my name is Carla and I am an Addictive Eater. Um, I was just sitting there feeling um, just really relaxed and a little bit tired with a blank mind, like completely blank. So um, yeah, that's probably better than having it all planned out. So now I just have to hope that I can think of something to say. But um, it's pretty easy really, because it's just, you know, what it was like, what happened, and what it's like now. And the, what, it, what it was like bit is easy. I can, you know, um, I, the, you know, the story of how I first came to this fellowship, that doesn't change, it, it, you know, it hasn't changed. I came to my first meeting um, 10 days before my 23rd birthday. I was hoping to lose weight for my wedding. I was engaged and had, you know, we'd been engaged for a few years and we were living together. Um, and the wedding was a year away. And at the time, um, I'd, I'd stopped weighing myself about a year before that um, because I worked out I weighed the same as a prop in the All Blacks front row, so I didn't want to weigh myself anymore. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, the last item of clothing was probably a size 24. Um, and I didn't want to get married in a size 24 wedding dress. Um, so I, I wanted to lose weight. I desperately wanted to lose weight. Um, but I knew from my experience that I didn't have it in me anymore. Like I just, I just did not have another Monday in me, um, you know, the planning all weekend of like, this is the diet that I'm going to go on, you know, first of all, it was always trying to find the diet, you know, the magic diet that was going to work this time, you know, everything you can imagine, um, you know, all the branded ones, the Weight Watchers, the Jenny Craig, and then the ones where you, oh, the, I don't know, I don't know if it was Israel or Italian, I don't know, just some diet, but the one where you ate one thing a day, like you just ate bread for one day, and then the next day you just ate meat for one day, and then the next day you just ate cheese for one day, and that one actually worked really well for me. I just ate lots of whatever it was. Um, yeah. Planning it. Starting the, starting the chart, 
you know, when I was weighing myself, I'd start the chart and, you know, this is where I'm at and this is how much I weigh and I'd put the weeks down the, down the row and this is where I'm going to get to. This is where my formal is and what dress I want to wear for my formal. And, um, yeah, and then starting on Monday, and this was going to be it. And this time I'm going to beat it. You know, boxing gloves were on, I'm ready. And, you know, when I started dieting, probably at the age of about 11, you know, I could do weeks and weeks at a time and months and I could lose weight. But by the end, I like literally by, you know, Wednesday if I was lucky, you know, probably more like Tuesday, you know, the diet was gone and I was back to eating. So I thought that I was, I thought I, I had resigned myself. I thought that I was going to not be able to lose weight for my wedding, but I'll just try one more thing. And, um, you know, I saw the ad for the food fellowship and I thought, oh my goodness, that sounds awful. Don't want to go there. Don't want to go there. And I turned up at my first meeting. Um, and I was living in Auckland at the time and my first meeting was um, somebody who is a member of this fellowship, her first meeting in that city. And she explained to me about the disease of addiction. And she told me um, that I was bodily and mentally different from my fellows. And, and she said that she was bodily and mentally different from her fellows as well. And the first thing that she said to me was, as far back as I can remember, I was fascinated with food. And it just, <coughs> she just, I got it. You know, I, I knew that she knew. You know, by her saying that, I knew that she understood that I just could not stop thinking about food all day, every day. If I was eating it, if I wasn't eating it, if I was trying to diet, if I wasn't trying to diet, it was... It was just this total fascination with food, and that she'd been like that from as far back as she can remember. And that that was different from other people, and I knew that too. I knew that because, you know, I'd been living with the man that I was engaged to, and I knew he didn't eat like me, and I knew I I knew that it just it just wasn't an issue for him like it was for me. Um, you know, and I, I could never eat one of, I mean, I could, but it was torture, you know, it was just absolute torture, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to eat one of, one packet of, you know, and then the next packet, but not one of, and then... She talked about the solution and she talked about the 12 steps and, you know, she explained to me what I had to do. I had to ring her every day 
I had to work the steps, I had to get to meetings, lots of meetings, and, and her and I went to lots and lots of meetings. Um, yeah, as I say, I was in Auckland, so there was plenty of meetings, and not just um, of the Food Fellowship, but also Alcoholics Anonymous meetings as well. And I didn't identify straight away as, as an alcoholic, but you know, eventually listening long enough, I heard somebody tell my story. I heard someone, and at the point where I heard someone, there used to be, you know, someone who, who shared up there that they were an alcoholic from the tip of their toe to the tip of their fingertips to the top of their head, and I was like, oh, I'm not that much of an alcoholic. I'm a little bit alcoholic, you know. And I didn't identify with that, you know, being that much of an alcoholic. But he, you know, he shared this, and... And then at some point I heard someone say, well, Carly, you can't be a little bit pregnant. You know, like you either are or you're not, you know. And then I heard somebody share my story. And funnily enough, it was somebody who had another substance, but that talked about what it was like for them with alcohol and that they used alcohol the same way that they used their other substance. And at that moment, listening to that person's story, I knew, I knew from the tip of my toe to the top of my, you know, my head to the tip of my fingertips that um, I was exactly the same. I was no different. Um, and that's what I'd heard here too, that, you know, it's, it's to get well, I had to put down the food, the alcohol and other substances. And um, I had to work these steps in my life. <coughs> And I had to, um, you know, let go and let God and surrender. And I struggled with that. I struggled with that um, for many, many years. Um, not with putting down the food and actually at the end not with putting down the alcohol. When I say not struggled, of course, it's... But I knew that that's what I had to do. But, you know, the unmanageability of my life... Um, which is the second half of the first step, that I wasn't, I found that really hard. I found that really hard because um, I was clever. I was clever and surely, you know, 12 steps should take 12 weeks for me to learn and I'll memorise the big book and then I'll tell you all how to do it. Um, surely. I can figure this out on my own with a little bit of your help when I need it but essentially essentially me and my brain would figure it out so um, that's not how you surrender and that's not how this fellowship how the steps work um, and so the, you know, that, that kind of, um, the serenity that I saw in others and that, that, you know, and sobriety actually, sobriety eluded me because every now and again I would pick up the food again. Um, it just, it just, it wasn't, um, yeah, I just, I kept on picking up the food for years and years and years. Um, so I didn't, um, I didn't get it, you know, and, and whatever get it means, 
But um, yeah, it just it just it took what it took. But I kept coming. You know, no matter what, I kept coming. Um, it's never been it's it's never it's never been an option for me to come to meetings. Like I've never it it. it and actually, it's never been an option for me to pick up the food. You know, I was told at the beginning, you know, don't pick up the first one, get to a meeting and try and help someone else. And and I I have tried to do that. You know, I tried not to pick up the first one. So it wasn't an option to pick up the first one, and it wasn't an option to come to meetings. And, you know, all these years later, I'm still here. You know, I'm still here. Um... You know, I will I will be forty six in January and that's you know, twenty three years ago that um in January when I you know first came to this fellowship. So um I'm very grateful for that. I'm I'm just I'm very grateful and I'm very grateful that um nobody's thrown me out. Um nobody uh, you know, like I've just, I've been nothing, I've got a place here, you know, I've always got a place here, no matter what crazy thing I'm doing or being or whatever, I have a place here in these rooms and I can just keep coming back and I'm really grateful for that. Um, in the big book it talks about, you know, we are either cocky, we are neither cocky nor are we afraid and, you know, I know about that fear, you know, I know about the anxiety. It happens for me when I can't control something. I can get very anxious, but I also am very much on the cocky side, you know, that I've got it all together and I can figure all of this out and and I, and I can do it. I can do it. So, um, you know... It, I need these steps in my life. I need to hear recovery. I need to hear how to live. Um, and it just, and it's helped me in every area of my life. Every area. Um, yeah, I... Yeah, um, it works, I guess. It works. Um, yeah. And I know that that's, you know, what I haven't said in there is, you know, when I'm busy doing it myself, there's no chance of a higher power, um, which is what these steps are. You know, it's, it's handing my will and my life over to a power greater than myself. And in the big book and, you know, the how it works, you know, it talks about you know, um, you know that no other power could help us, and and I certainly tried tried that. You know, I wanted my mother to fix me, my father to fix me, counsellors to fix me, you know, um, my partner to fix me. I wanted those other people to fix me, and I got when I came here that they weren't going to fix me, but I forgot that I'm a human power and so I couldn't fix me. And so I need to hand over to a power greater than myself. Um, 
you know, sponsorship for me is part of that, and and I haven't done that perfectly. Um, you know, being a sponsor, um, not being a sponsor, being a sponsee. So being sponsored, haven't done. You know, that that that's hard for someone who's fiercely independent like me. But I absolutely, one hundred percent need it. Um, I can't. I can't decide me and God <laughs> at that level what is you know the the you know sober way of living I can't I just I, I can't do it me and God alone I need you know my sponsor I need the people in this room that help me on a daily basis with you know just in every area of my life um, and that for me is my um, my higher power working and I know, I know that my higher power is working because I'm not eating today and I don't want to eat today and I don't want to smoke or drink or drug or any of those other things. I know that the solution is here and um, yeah, as I said before, I know that it works. I'll keep coming back. Thank you very much.